Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. All right. Hello, everyone playing along at home. Thank you for being here. You have joined a child pose in progress. So go ahead when you're ready and come on down to your mat. Today's practice uh, inspired by a conversation I had yesterday, uh, regrounding ourselves in why we practice, why this yoga thing works. And so uh, as you come to child's pose, you're just going to rest your forehead center on the mat or to feel all the feels, whatever's going on in your body, your heart, your mind, a good place to start. So, you know, for many of us, we've been doing this practice for a long time. Maybe we've been in it and out of it and back in it and now. Maybe we're reestablishing a practice after a while. All of that is good. And remembering why we're here, like your why, maybe you, you strongly know what that is. And maybe it's evolved over time. But this yoga is an iterative process. We come to our first classes, we feel our body in new ways, we have some success with kind of regulating body and mind, and we're hooked. And we start down the path, and that path diverges from time to time. We get in the weeds on certain things, we take deep dives, we even have a little fun. Right? Regrounding in this idea of yoga is this unification of our body and mind in a regulated state right? Right, where, where we have agency. Right? These asanas, these vinyasas, they're just vehicles to practice that. And of course, we'll get more flexible, we'll get stronger right? as we continue down this path and that that iterative process we embody the postures that we want to feel and establish strength flexibility balance ultimately we're building a more regulated self and in a regulated self a unified body and mind we experience life more fully right if you're experiencing joy in a well-regulated unified body and mind you're experiencing more joy and you can't say that like oh man i was so joyful because my mind was in five different places and my body was like i wasn't even thinking about it right we experience joy love gratitude right more deeply when it's all one in the same way when we're experiencing stress or fear or anxiety we're well regulated in body and mind we better handle those things so we start with really simple breathing in, breathing out. Know you're breathing. Right? That's body and mind coming together. Your next inhale, come on up to down dog. Continue that breathe in, breathe out thing and know that you're breathing in, breathing out. Like it's super simple, right? but it takes regulation, right? Because we could think about having another cup of coffee or what we're going to do later or how much we hope we don't do revolve triangle today. Right? Or we can just breathe in. Breathe out. No, we're breathing. Bend your right knee straight in your left leg. Pull your left foot back into the mat. So really feel the work of your body and the floor like together, creating some something. Right. Good. Then soften both knees and other side. 
bend the left knee, straighten the right leg. And in this work of your body and the floor together, your body and this earth together, creating some connections. You're breathing, you're noticing how you feel. We're starting this process of regulating our attention, our emotions, our focus. Back to center, bend both knees. You're going to walk your hands back to your feet and have a rag doll here. And bend your knees until your chest or your arms can rest on your legs. Focus on your feet, press them down and out. Again, your body and the floor working together produces an effect. And you can dial that up. You can dial that back. You can change positioning if you need to. You have agency. When you're paying attention, you have agency. When our mind's flitting around and we're kind of fidgety and not really present, we don't have a lot of agency. So you just, and we'll all find ourselves in that place over and over. Breathing brings you back. Next inhale, you're going to release your hands to the mat. We're going to walk out to a high plank. And we're just going to pause there and really elongate yourself in your plank. Just take a moment to embody the length and just good posture in your body. If this were turned right side up, what would good posture feel like? Breath in here. Then we'll bring knees down. And as you exhale, just real slow. Try to get to the floor when your breath is gone. Then we'll inhale into cobra. Feel your hands pull back into the floor, creating some uh, sensation in your back. Then release slowly down. Press back hands and knees to down dog. Good. Excellent. Look forward. Walk forward to your hands. Plant your feet strongly, hip distance or closer. And half lift. Draw your abdominals in, your heart forward. Really draw your spine toward the back of your heart, your heart toward your front wall. Lengthen the back of your neck. So you're making as much of a parallel with the floor as you can. Then exhale. We're going to just curl over the legs, hug in. Pause here, breathe. Let your head turn slowly side to side. Focusing on back of the neck long. Head heavy, brain dropping. And so like we want our brain to be active, active in paying attention to what we're doing in these moments of inversion. We also just want to let go in the need to control right? and, and experience gravity working for us and right? the decompression of the spine. Right? So noticing your relationship to the physical forces of your environment. And having agency over how that works on you, how you work with it. And come back to center. Release your hands to the mat. Press your feet down and inhale. Reach up to standing mountain pose. When we exhale, we'll draw hands to heart center in samastiti. Standing in evenness, standing at attention. Breathe here. Feel your breath to your center. So feel your ribcage expand down as deeply as you can. So this first portion of our practice is called orientation. We get oriented to ourself, back into our own skin, feeling our bones and our muscles and our breath. And 
Then we move into an awakening of this self, right? body and mind moving together. Sane, inhale, reach up. Breathe all the way in. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. You could take this plank to the floor or go halfway down. Chaturanga to upward dog, right? That will always be a choice you can make. And down dog, breathe all the way out. And empty here, clear out, look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down, breathe in, lift halfway, get long, and then breathe out, fold in. Good. Take three more rounds and focus on rhythm. Inhale, reach right. You are a rhythmic creature. You're just tapping into your own pace. Okay. The pace of, of your life in your body. Breathe in. Plant your hands. Breathe out. Move at your rhythm, right? that rhythm of breath. Breathe in. Instead of the rhythm of hurry or the rhythm of get it done, breathe all the way out. And look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Breathe in. And then breathe all the way out. Really be sure you're getting that for yourself. Breathe in. Accentuate the reach. Inhale, life in. And exhale, fold. All the breath out. Inhale, lift halfway. So there's room for more breath in. Plant your hands. Low push up, empty. Like whatever needs to empty, whatever we're done with, empty. Breathe all the way in. If you need to modify the poses to get full breath, do. Right. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe and lift halfway. Breathe out. Take your time. Right. Like if you're taking out the garbage, take out all the garbage. Otherwise, something smells later. Inhale, reach up. Right? <laughs> Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Down dog, breathe out. We're going to pause here for breath in. Just feel your body and notice any shifts in energy, mood, mental activity. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. Oh. We'll work with a lunge salutation. So sit back, ukatasana, breathe in. So now we have rhythm, no more complexity. Bow forward, continuing to deepen our awareness through adding that complexity. Half lift, feet hip distance apart. Step the right leg back. Then when you inhale, reach up. As you exhale, 
hands to heart, place them well. You could step back to down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And you're empty. Step your right foot forward. That's quick. But then reclaim your breath. Inhale, full length of breath. Hands to heart center. Reach forward. Step up. Feet together. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And exhale. Fold. And the other side. Sit your hips back. Ukatasana. Exhale. Bow. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Heel toe your feet apart. And then left leg back, land leg. Then breath in brings you up. You experience full reach through your body. Hands to your heart, place them well. There's no hurry. You're moving with your exhale to down dog or the push up. Up dog. And downward facing dog, breathe all the way out. When you're empty, left foot steps. That's quick, but then reclaim. Steady rhythm, inhale, and exhale. Step up, top of the mat. We breathe in, lift halfway. Exhale, empty. Cool. We're going to sit back to Ukatasana, stay and breathe. So set your gaze at one point in front of you, probably a little on the floor in front of you to be good to your posture here. Arms are a little in front of your face, you're breathing, right? moving into a part of the practice called vitality, which is where we get to engage with our strength. Right? We can think of it as like, I hate chair pose, I don't want to be here. Uh, that's totally cool. That's not engaging with our strength, though. Right? Like, it's just we get to make the decision on do we activate through our body right? until like you just can't anymore. Right? So dig your heels in, lift your chest. It's going to be like five breaths usually. Right? Breathe in, lift your heart. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high to low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Take your time. Breathe out, down dog. Step your right foot forward, that's quick, back foot flat. Then breathe in, reclaim warrior one here. Adjust as you need to for your hips to be uh, kind of off the diagonal. Your rib cage to face forward. Your arms to be slightly in front of your face. Breathe here and sit into the front thigh. So we're here for about five breaths. It's not forever. Our mind can make it forever. Our mind can make it one breath. Right? Like you're only ever here for this inhale. Then this exhale. And if at any point you need to rest, there is child's pose, but there's an answer. Sometimes we just need to mentally like, get in the game. Like, this is cultivating, this is building your strength through you engaging with like the strong person you are. Right? Press your feet down, breathe in, lift your heart up. And then hands to the mat. Plank them, step back, high to low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Steady, rhythmic breath. Breathe all the way out, empty. Left foot forward, 
plant the back foot, then reclaim steady rhythm as you come up. Right? So you get to the top on your end of your inhale. Then you exhale, you sit. Set your gaze forward. Right? Hips are a little off to the diagonal. Chest is facing forward. Arms are where you need them to be. If they don't need to be up anymore, if they need to be side, and if there's undue pressure on your low back, one of the ways to get it out, arms down. But then you're sitting deeply. And that is like going to change from day to day. But it feels deep to you today. It feels like you are engaging with your strength in this moment. Sometimes we're engaging with overwhelm in this moment. Anxiety or, or weird stuff starts to creep up. Right? Then maybe you need to back up. Don't engage with overwhelm. Right? But if it's still strength, sit low, reach high, heart, maybe arms. Then hands to heart center, to the mat, step back, high or low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Inhale your right leg up and back behind, three-legged dog. Bend your knee, open your hip. This could feel good. You might stay here or you might spin on your left foot and turn open into flip dog, right? So a three-limbed wheel. Yes, and a little fun, a little out of the box. Another way to engage with vitality. Breath in, back to center. Right hand's coming down. You're going to extend into a long high plank. Your choice here, you can put the right knee down to open to side plank. You can stack the feet in side plank. Bring your body into one line. Again, back to this idea of you are a strong individual. Like you made it through, like everything's so far, right? So there's proof. How much do you engage with, right? Depends on your energy level today and you finding out what that is, right? That's the yoga. Breath in. Left hand down, you can step back to down dog or low push-up to upward facing dog and downward facing dog. We're going to step the right foot straight ahead. That's quick, but then rise up, inhale, extend. Hands to heart center, rotate, twisting crescent. Open the arms. Right. Another way this practice engages with our vitality is twists. Right. Tighten your back leg, pull your heart forward. We did so many yesterday. I'm not gonna like get in your, I'm not gonna get your head about this. But make sure you're fully twisting, right shoulder blade toward your spine. Stack the shoulders. Rotate your rib cage toward the sidewall. Good. Next inhale, press into your feet. We're coming up to warrior two. Set your gaze forward. Sit low in your legs. So I know because a lot of us have been practicing for a while. If warrior two starts feeling easy in your legs, you are not in warrior two. You are in some like thing that looks like warrior two and maybe someone else's warrior two. Your warrior two makes you question things a bit. Right? If it's real. Right? And again, like it all depends on your energy level. Like what's going on with you right now? We don't need to create more stress than we can handle. We want to create the kind of stress that creates resiliency, the kind of stress that requires you to engage with your strength. Next inhale, reverse. Sit low in the front. 
by, reach up, and then come up through warrior two, be sure you clock it, then hands to your mat. You can step back down dog or that low push up. This could also be the, the Cobra series. Right. Breathe in, up dog. We'll meet up in downward facing dog. On an inhale, left leg up and back behind you. Right. Bend the knee, open your hip. Totally cool to stay here or look at your right foot. Just start to spin it, right? And then don't get too caught up in like the mechanics. Just spin and then you go, right? Yeah. Right. And then we worry about a lot of things. You just take it slow. Right? If you're taking it slow and your body tells you no, you'll know. You'll you'll feel hit. You'll feel it. You'll hear it if you're listening. Right? Doesn't need to look perfect. Have a little fun with it though. Press down, reach long, whatever you're doing. Come back to center. High plank. And then side plank could be bringing left knee down right here, opening up. That's still a lot of work. Don't discount any like side plank, especially if you're engaged, right? Anything in this practice, the most humble pose can be fully engaged and strong. And the most wicked advanced pose can be totally lights out, no one home, right? So every moment, it's a feeling, it's a sensory experience that you know you're engaged with your strength or not. And if not, you just get back there. Breath in and then breath out. Look to your mat, step back down dog or low push. Upward facing dog. Breathe in and downward facing dog. Breathe out. Like garbage out. Then left foot forward. Breathe in. Reach up. Crescent. Breathe out, hands to heart, rotate, left elbow, the right elbow toward the outside of the knee, then open your arms and lift your chest up, right? So, so this wringing out, this rinsing the twists give us, we want to be really well supported through the legs. Right? When you have your arm on your leg, you press the leg out into the arm, good. Let that help you leverage this rotation, left shoulder blade towards your spine. Good. Nice. Good. Then on your next inhale, up and around, warrior two. Set your gaze forward, stay as focused as you can. So in that transition, as you develop a practice, you stay deep in your legs, you stay deep in your focus, right? But again, this is something that we do over time, right? Like years and years of practice. But it's a goal, like to stay engaged within those transitions. How do we do it? Breathe. And then like, just make sure that in this warrior two, you are in your warrior two, right? not someone else's. Right? Either side of that equation, right? Whether you're trying to go too deep and you're overwhelmed, losing your footing, losing your uh, sanity, right? not good. Right? But not challenging enough. And we like, don't get that opportunity of engaging. Breathe in, reverse. And we'll cartwheel up, clock warrior two, then hands to the mat so that we're not like a runaway cartwheel. With a runaway cartwheel, the name of a new band. Our album's coming out next week. Down dog, breathe all the way out. 
breath in here. Open your mouth, let it go. Yeah. Look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, hold. Breathe in, Ukatasana. Your final postures in this series. Hands to heart center, twisting chair to your left elbow toward your right knee. Open the arms to give you some choices in terms of, uh, you know, we're all different arm length, leg length, so body length. So get to a point that feels reasonable for you to sit low and lift your chest. Again, press the leg into the arm. Do not want your knees to knock together in this pose. If your knees are touching, press the arm, press the leg out into the arm. It will feel less stable. It will feel like you have to do more work. You will get stronger. Breath in, heart forward. And then breath out, bow forward. Toe heel your feet apart. You can take Padangastasana with the peace fingers around the big toes. Lift halfway and bow forward, breathe out. Right. And then stay, breathe. If catching your toes is, is not helpful, um, feel free to hold the legs. We're just making upper and lower body connection and taking a little time for the spine to decompress after twist or something else that happens within the context of this practice. We balance everything. Right? If you're going to twist for a while, you're going to go kind of neutral for a while. If you do have your peace fingers around your big toes, palms face in, right? wrists are straight, elbows are pulling out to the sides. And you're broadening your upper back. It has nothing to do with about the, the fingers and toes. It has everything to do with your upper back. Pull the shoulder blades away from your neck. Let your head drop. Yeah. Otherwise, this grabbing the toe thing is just a really weird thing to do. Just like, <laughs> but it's about that spread of your upper back. Release your feet on an inhale. We'll walk feet together. And then just, just pause this. Feet could be together. They could be hip distance. Get your knees slightly inside the big toe. So knees pointing a little bit out toward the second and third toe. Sit back, Ukatasana. Keep that action. That action is outer thigh, outer hip strength. Right? You can imagine a block between your upper thighs. You're kind of hugging in there. So everything around the hip capsule is hugging in. Then hands to heart center will twist. But as we twist, expect your knees to try to knock in. If that is default for you, open your arms. Start pressing the leg out into the arm. Arm into the leg. And the other leg, right, just press that other foot down. Like, just really stake your claim there. Good. Good. Breathe in. Yeah, this is probably one of the toughest poses to breathe, which is why it's at the end of this sequence, right? But it's the last one of this thing. Breath in. And then breath out. Bow forward. Good. Toe heel your feet apart. Traditionally here, it would be Padahastasana, the hands underneath the feet. Toes to your wrist creases. And this is an acupressure of... Ball the foot in cup of the palm. So you can bend your knees until you can get there if you want that. Um, if it feels like you're crushing your fingers, uh, you want to get your fingers out of the way. So go to the cup of the palm with the foot. If that's uh, still not helpful, wrap your arms, let your head drop. Just release the twist. That's the main thing. And breath in. And breath out. Now we're on the bridge between the vitality sequence and the equanimity sequence. Right. Equanimity is our balance sequence. And it's where we take all this strength that we've established, that you know you have, and we start to calm it down. We start to rein it in and focus our mind 
We continue to work really strong in our body, but it's more about like, what are we going to do with that strength? How are we going to utilize it? So starts off, release your feet, release your hands, walk feet together, plant your hands, look forward, make your way toward crow, knees to your upper arms, feet together. Right? Now, do you need to actually take your feet off the ground? No. Stay in this. Right? Press your hands down. Rock your weight forward. Play with it. Right? So again, we're in this space between uh, you're just giving yourself opportunity to learn. Right? Maybe you're already in crow and your next task is learn to breathe there. Right? Or straighten your arms there. There's always something more to do. Set your feet down and jump back. You can jump back from crow. You can make your way down dog any way you want. But go ahead back and see if you can leave out any of the extra, like whether it's extra stuff that we do with our bodies, like water breaks or stuff that we do with our minds. Can you just feel and notice and like when we have something like that in front of us, what is how what is our reaction today? Sometimes it's different. Some days I do not feel like doing crow. Like I felt weird and heavy and like where, how can I can't do this right? and some days super exciting like you get to a, a feeling of lightness right and knowing where you are in, in the day-to-day super powerful for how you're going to then you know, regulate I feel like I need to play more from Nate and from look forward walker hop to your hands make your way up Halfway lift, flat back, and then bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, reach up. Next balance pose, eagle. Wrap the right arm underneath, right leg over top while you bend the left knee. So we still have some elements here of his raw strength with this kind of squat and eagle. Right? Notice what balance pose, what what balance poses do to your breathing? What do they do to the mental environment? Next inhale, unwind, reach up, press both feet down, reach, do nothing else. Then other side, left arm underneath and left leg over top. Sit back or just... Treat these postures just like we treat sun A, right? We don't gap between chaturanga and up dog. It's the same with all of these. Helps the balance. Good. So you're sitting into the standing leg to the degree that is available to you right now. Right. And that's giving us a little more ability to adjust and adapt. Right. That's why we, we do this one first. It's a gateway drug to balance. On your inhale, unwind and reach out. Really nice. You can bring hands to heart center. Pause. Then we move on to a little more challenge. We'll bring right knee up. And you can hold the right knee, hold the right left hip. You could also catch the right foot. So you dial in. How much challenge do you need to practice balance? Right, so you're not practicing overwhelm. You're not practicing trying to keep up with someone. You're not practicing trying to look good for Instagram, right? Like, all that's a trap. What allows you to practice balance? Then you challenge yourself again by taking that leg out to the side. Whether you got the knee or the foot, move the leg to the side. 
And now the center of gravity is shifted, you know, it has to shift around, right? So again, challenging yourself right, enough to practice balance. And if you're practicing holding your breath or stressing out, notice, come back. Okay. Bring the knee forward. Okay. Went forward and now hands to your hips. I'm going to kick that leg out forward. So a lot of things come up in this moment, like just a lot. Can you get the leg to hip height? That is hip flexor strength. Can you get the leg to extend fully? That is quadricep strength. If you have to curl your spine to do it, that is not hip flexor strength. That is, that is just you getting closer to your leg, not your leg getting lifted. Breath in and then breath out, bend the knee, send it back, airplane. And here we work the other side of the leg. So you're going to squeeze the glute muscle and squeeze a hamstring, right? That leg movement behind you. So we've now got a different challenge, a different set of muscular inputs and different relationship to gravity. Hands to heart center, half moon. And this is it. Like, this is the like, like you go, like you go in all directions, right? Right? And you start to get calm around all these challenges. That's what the equanimity is, right? You're meeting this where it meets you, right? Is today a shaky day? Fine, good. That's the reason to practice this, right? Breath in. When you exhale, you'll bring this all back into a ragdoll or low squat. Oh, yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. So notice you're breathing in this moment, right? So a lot of us, things get a little disturbed with the balance. Like, like balance annihilates our our composure. Yes. Like, I, mean, I mean, on some good days, it's like, it's amazing, right? You ever have a good day where you feel like a superhero on balance? That's the best day. Oh my God. Like that's the day to go out and get all your stuff done. Like make all your decisions that day. <laughs> but it's like really good. Like if you're having a day where balance is really tough, maybe it's like not the day to like, you know, propose marriage or something. Like maybe that's not like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or even like open your dating app. Like, no. <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> all right, release your hands, walk your feet together. <laughs> These are not the life lessons we're supposed to learn from yoga. <laughs> Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. And then hands to heart center, pause. Okay. Good. I'm gonna lift the left knee up and you can hold the knee. Right. And it's good to just do this step by step because you're different day to day. Right. How's the whole knee going? If it feels great, you feel really composed in this, try catching the foot. Try taking it forward, right? If this feels like enough, right, let's get real. It's Sunday morning. Like some of us had some drinks last night. It's probably enough. Leg out to the side. Change the input here. Your nervous system is going to have to play with this a little differently. You're going to build like skill at adapting. Bring this back to center and then we take the hands off and we kick the leg forward. And first inclination is going to be either lean back or lean forward. See if you can go straight up. There's no judgment around this, right? But we're strengthening the front of the leg, adding a stressor to the balance, right? No doubt. But a lot of us could use this hip flexor work. A lot of us could do this quad work. Right? And then bend the knee and send the leg back airplane back of the leg tighten. So now hamstring and glute work, right? Both of these things, right? 
this is the thing about uh, for a lot of us hip flexors and hamstrings tend to be tight but they also tend to be underworked which is like the worst <laughs> so we'll just we work it we work it like we're in the right place hands to heart center and then open up half moon right? and block here is great to support your alignment right so your right arm is never going to be longer than it is right now i mean well you could have surgery i don't know about it. there's weird surgeries now like you could probably right but <laughs> yeah so use whatever you need to do to get your spine as parallel to the floor as you can go breath in spread out just spread out just feel it right there's lots of technique we could do but spread out and exhale fold forward walk your feet wide and just drop your head really good work you could also sit back into a deep squat if folding is not for you right now that's a lot of hamstring work on that one breathe in breathe out cool inhale make your way up again to stand and hands to heart center we're going to work uh, with with tree. This thing we've been working this week, squeeze your left hip muscle. So take your left hand to your hip and just really squeeze the muscles there as you pick up the right knee. Take the right knee out to the side like we were just doing, but then bring the foot back to the leg. Right? And you're going to continue to hug the left hip in. Press foot into leg, leg into foot. Like steady yourself with a standing leg and arms up overhead. Whatever you want to do with your hand is great. That work of the hip, it's not the front, it's the glute. Right? So some of you had your hands on your hip flexor or you, and it wants to be the, it's the glute muscles hugging in that stabilize the pelvis. Good. You get that, you get that. Don't like, worry about anything else. Even take the foot down if you need to. Get the standing leg. Breathe. And if there's something that's in the way of your breath, what is it? Are you trying too hard? Is there some anxiety? Is there something that you could clear? Some self-judgment, some negative self-talk? So just let you focus on that. Breath in, breath out, and know you're breathing. Hands to heart center, foot to the mat, we'll pause. Take a moment, close your eyes, breathe and know you're breathing. And that's like our... It's our tuning fork, right? If we're in something, like it can be challenging, but if we can't get ourselves back to breathing and knowing that we're breathing, like as the primary thing, then something's out of tune. Right? Maybe we're trying too hard in the pose, we're trying to lift the leg too high in tree, like whatever it is, maybe the arms don't need to go into it. But you're establishing this right now. Like, so now you got the tuning fork, you know what it feels like, other side. So take your right hand, to your hip, to the outer hip muscles, they're out here. It's your bum, you can grab it. These muscles, pull them in. Then, wherever you go, right? Like, I do this for a living. Best place for my foot in this tree pose is on my calf, right? If, if getting your foot up your leg was a requirement for professional yoga, I wouldn't be here, right? So you bring the leg out to the side, you put it to the leg, then, Leg squeeze together. Why is it going to be sometimes down to the lower leg? Because this is a bone thing, right? If your hip bone, if your leg bone is coming up and shifting your hip sideways, it's your bone. You're not going to change that. So you keep the leg lower. The femur doesn't hit the 
hip socket, the hip stay level. Hip stay level, spine stays vertical. Spine stays vertical, your brain stays in the place where it's supposed to be. If you feel that your body is kind of side to side, your foot's too high. You just like get the hips level, get your spine vertical, take your arms where they need to be. But like, check your head, get your brain right. Right? Not the like mind, but the brain. Fits at center, whole lot easier to balance. Breath in, reach up, really nice. Breath out, hands to heart, foot to mat. Just take a full exhale to clear out. Then inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog, and take the full inhale. Down dog, breathe all the way out. So now we're moving into a sequence called grounding. Step your right, right foot forward into warrior one. Right foot forward, warrior one. Open out to warrior two. Right. And then straighten your front knee. Triangle. Good. Right. We went to deep on this yesterday but what is this about so we've harnessed strength into equanimity now we have focus right we have a powerful focus so we're doing some more technical postures press your front foot down pull the hip crease back pull your spine in heart forward right if the front leg needs to bend it's totally cool but you could raise the hand until you straighten that knee and work a little more of that technique breath in when you breathe out, bend into your front knee really nice. Come up to stand. We're going to turn to the front for pyramid, Parshvatanasana. Feet about hip distance apart, possibly wider. Little bend in the front knee as we move. So lift up, bow forward. Any variation you'd like to take with your hands. Two blocks, great. And then once you're here, press into your front foot. Pull the hip crease back. You're trying to straighten the front leg. If that hurts your knee, uh, don't do it. If hamstring tight, bring your hands up. Right? Work the straight leg. Uh, if there's some trouble around your SI joint and your, and your low back, you might lift your back heel. But still, we're working the floor with the feet. So the idea here, pull your front foot back. Pull your back foot forward. And there's a dial sensation here. That you're that's turning the volume up. But it's your body and the floor working together. Right. You're getting really super grounded in your feet. Right. And establishing some, some technical kind of components of this to definitely stretch your hamstrings. Right. But mostly you gotta stay really engaged here not to fall over. Which means you could bend your front knee if you need to. That's gonna make you more stable. It's gonna make it less technical. That's totally fine. Next inhale, draw your heart forward. And then plant your hands, step back. High to low push up. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. 
Step your left foot forward, warrior one. And breathe out, warrior two. Okay. Then straighten your front knee, hinge at the hip. Okay. And we've got triangle. And again, you uh, you do you, right? For sure, align as you need to. One of the things that we're doing right, is, is trying to get this straight leg action because it's a more technical and nuanced skill, right? So we could do side angle. You guys are familiar with side angle. We'd bend the front knee a lot, correct? Right. And then we can do triangle with a little bit of an ease in the front knee because no one needs to hurt themselves. On the other hand, literally with the hand, move your hand up and you can probably straighten the knee. And then you're working a component of balance, right? When we bend the knee, like an eagle pose, it's, it's that not quite as hard to balance. Once you straighten the leg, things become a little more technical, a little more like a tightrope. I saw some breathing stop when you did that. <laughs> like, yeah, right? Because it's a little more technical, right? But you focus, you've got focus now, you've reined everything in, you've harnessed stuff, stuff, technical term. Bend your front knee, come on up to stand. We'll always bend the knees in transition for sure. And turn toward the front. That's just good body mechanics. Lift up and bow forward. Right. Again, the feet are about hip distance apart, giving you plenty of room. Wider if you need more balance support. Right. Then we're working the floor, front foot forward, back, back foot forward. And you don't need to lock any joints. But if you straighten the legs, you're going to have a different experience. You may need to bring hands up with the blocks. Right. For a long time, I taught these poses and really just said, like, for sure, bend your knee, for sure, bend your knee. And I mean it, don't hurt yourself, but also there's another way. And there's a way to really experience the purpose of the pose, right? Uh, one thing that, that happens, I'll tell you early in a practice, early in uh, the, the life cycle of a practice, no one wants to use blocks because somehow they think the blocks make things like, like, like only babies use blocks, right? It's so not true, right? It will help you advance this pose into something different. If you've been bending your knee for a long time, it will change what you're experiencing and bring it into that more nuanced and uh, kind of balanced approach. Next inhale, draw your heart forward, plant your hands and step back, hide a low push, right? And breathe in, upward facing dog, those deep sighs, okay? <laughs> and down dog, breathe all the way out. Let's regulate the breathing again. Right, so those deep sighs usually come from the fact that we haven't been breathing. So go back to that. Um, side note about those uh, straight legs and blocks. The only reason why we are getting to explore that now is because so many of you have started to use your blocks in really powerful ways. So I want to just give a nod to the studentship that is allowing us to progress. It's not me allowing us to progress. It's you guys allowing us to progress. So super. Look forward between your hands. You're going to walk or lightly hop to seated. I'm going to come down onto the back for bridge. Now, uh, this sequence is called igniting because we want to light it on fire. Put your feet down. I'm just call this the fire series. Uh, no, what is it? Uh, so we've, we're now down to the floor series. And we want to keep energy high. And so we start with and, and warmth in our body for what's to come. So back bends. Right. They, they create that. Breathe in, breathe out. So. 
And there's lots of postural stuff they do for us as well. But mostly, as we make this transition toward deeper work, we're looking to stay pretty engaged with kind of energy in the body, right? Continue to stay focused and warm because we're going to need that breath in and then breath out, slowly release down. Pause, breath in, breath out, get a true rest. That true rest is going to allow you to come back stronger. One more breath of that, right? So really good lesson for us all to learn, to not fritter away this time that we could be engaging in deep rest in order to come back stronger. Next inhale, you're coming up to bridge or to wheel. And if you haven't tried wheel in a while, Totally cool to experiment with that thing, right? Yeah. One more breath in. And then exhale, come down slowly. And soles the feet together, knees out to the sides, hands to your center line. You're going to breathe here again. You're just taking in that, that deep rest because there's going to be more to come. Right, and you know, utilize this time. Right. And that idea of experimenting and trying, right, and in this particular sequence, this idea of, of igniting, of, of kind of keeping the fire going, right, that's throughout our practice, throughout time, right, that choosing not to do something is totally cool, but choosing to hold ourselves back because we're concerned that I might not make it, right just leave some stuff on the table right and that's on our yoga mat it's in our life right and there's a good kind of laboratory good training ground right to take on that idea of like i'm gonna try something i might not get it but i'm gonna try it and i might get it i might be closer to it today than i was before my body today might not be up for it that's you know something like if we can accept that we learn to accept that there it is like done we like Huge life skill to respect our body. So all of it's good. Bring your knees together. Hug them into your chest. It's just not about getting the pose, but the practice, this iterative process. Arms out to the sides. Let your knees move. Side to side, belly twisting pose. And so this sequence, often called abs, <laughs> is in this practice, uh, it's referred to as stabilizing. And we just did back bends, they bring front body into an open space, right? And strengthen the back. And then we move into poses that balance that with strengthening the front. And as you can feel here, elongation through the back. One more round of these. It's Sunday, so we won't do a, we won't do a ton of this series. And then back into center line. And when you exhale, knees to nose, nose to knees. When you inhale, extend out long. And when you exhale, knees to nose, nose to knees. Feel the curl in, but also the lengthening of the back body. Like it's a forward fold. Breathe in, reach. 
breathe out, curl. Tuck in, get all the length you can in the back body. Breathe in, reach. Next one, curl in. And then a little rocking up and back if you enjoy that. Otherwise, you make your way around a down dog without the rocking. Totally cool. If you want to go through chaturanga, if you want to go through a handstand, no one's going to stop you. And if you don't want those things, no one's going to make you. But we end up in down dog. In the opening sequence, you take your right leg up and back. Bring your right knee on your exhale to your right elbow. Right there with your leg in the air. Move your shin bone across your mat and lay it down for pigeon. And wherever your shin bone landed, it's perfect. Don't move it. Uh, move your back foot back, lengthen that. Then come down over front shin. You can come down forward. You could go to the side. You want a little side body extension. You go over to the left and work your right arm out there. Uh, you could add a twist. Anything you want. All is fair in love and pigeon. Uh, if you need to go on your back, totally cool. Let your head rest. If you like, you let your eyes close. Right. So this sequence, it's the hip openers. Right. And because we tend to store a lot in the hips, because of, of, of life, right? if you move, your hips get tight. If you don't move, your hips get tight. Right. They just, they are responsible for our stability and our mobility through this life. And as we come toward the end of the practice, we go to them because as we open up deep layers of physical tension, we often also release other stuff. And I'm not going to get into the science of that process, but I know it to be true for myself and others. Right? That if our mind and our body are engaged in this process together, integrated, then this deep opening of our body, our mind's gonna follow. And that's good, that's right. It's, you breathe in, you breathe out. You take the trash out. And very honestly, your breath is taking out all the stuff that your cells said was garbage. Right? That's your breath out. All the stuff you're done with, all the byproducts of life. And that new life coming in is giving your tissues exactly what you need. I want to take a side note and mention, this is why hydration is so key. Like next to breathing in yoga, hydration. Stacy's got this great water bottle that's like, it says, good morning, hydrate yourself. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> But that hydration, like that is how yoga works, right? Getting the air, getting that oxygen to your muscles. How does that work? Your bloodstream. How does your bloodstream work? Hydration. Whiskey does not count. I'm sorry. So all the Jamesons you took in for thank for the I said almost said Thanksgiving. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. <laughs> Irish Thanksgiving. <laughs> One more breath here. And let it go. You know, walk your hands in, tuck your toes, come on back to down dog. 
pause and feel the two sides of your body, there's a chance they feel really different and that's a good thing. Inhale your left leg up. And exhale your left knee to your left leg. And then use the internal leg muscles. They don't get a lot of action, so use them here. Pull the shin bone across the mat, lay it down. If the knee is not hurting, it's perfect. Take it back. If the knee is hurting, you probably know your options at this point. We've been together a while. But you could always go to your back for, for reclined. And then as you come down in a pigeon, you're just going to breathe. Move energy in, move nutrients in. And leftovers out. And this could be a good place to use a mantra. If, if that's a, a practice for you. Something as simple as breathing in, breathing out is a mantra. But you may want to breathe in a certain quality. And there may be something you're really ready to let go. Like breathing in joy, breathing out fear. Or you put in words there. Well, you can use this as time for that when you've identified because that's what this practice really helps us do, right? identification of what's going on. You can use this as that meditation. This is another posture when it starts getting easy, right? either from practice to practice or within the context of this pose right here, right now. Start checking back in with how you're engaging. Right? And that's going to be a, a theme throughout your practice. It's never lock and load. Right? Does the back leg need a little squeeze? Do you need to uh, press down through the front shin a little more? Right? We don't need to be overwhelmed. Like never in our practice do we need to have so much sensation that we're feeling anxious or fearful. But we need some sensation to tell us that we're engaged, that we're embodying you know, the, the physicality and the spirit of the pose. With your next inhale, Absolutely. Walk your hands in and take yourself back to down dog with just as little extra as possible. Press the hands down. Lift your back knee. Yeah, really good. 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 Breath in. Open your mouth. Let it go. Yes. Look through your hands. Walk or lightly hop to seated. Sit with legs out in front for Paschimottanasana. So another releasing series. A releasing series is uh, forward folds, is back opening. So bent knees are great. I'm going to do bent knees. You do what you do. Lift and hinge forward as far as you're going to go. Breathe in and reach up. So from the hinge, as far as you're going to go, lengthen. Then when you exhale, curl slowly in and allow the upper back to release. If you've bent your knees a lot, right? Cool, first of all. And you decide, like, I'm going to go a little further out. Good. See if you can keep chest to thighs and just go as much as uh, 
your body will allow there. So I'm going to acknowledge that we are at time, but I would like to take you through the rest of this journey if you would like to go on it. However, if you need to uh, just take an exit ramp, namaste, all good. Uh, otherwise, we just got a few more postures to, to round out this thing. Draw your heart forward on your inhale and come up to seated and take hands back behind. And kind of, you can establish whatever degree of this you want. Point your toes forward, lift your spine in. You might press your heels down and also lift your legs, incline plank. So we're just uh, taking basically the opposite of what we just did. So the, the Paschimottanasana is westward facing stretch. This is Purvottanasana, eastward facing stretch, opening the front body. And then we come down and onto our backs. If you've got blocks, uh, bring one for hips on a block. If you prefer shoulder stand, take shoulder stand. Uh, so moving into what's called the rejuvenation phase of the practice, where we take the opportunity to still. Right. So we've done. So this is like where the stretching is over. Like we're, I mean, you can continue to stretch if you want, but there was the strength work, the balance work. The stretching out and now coming back to just that that more natural you know, space in the body where we're not being stressed we're not being uh, kind of we're not placing demands on ourselves that's what like putting our feet up and relaxing does but why why this inverted quality because it makes us if you just lay down, there's a lot of there's sort of natural kind of quality of laying down. It's, it's good. And you go with feet up and you change the reality, change the shape a little bit. We keep a focus that doesn't happen automatically. So it's a little upside down time. You feel with the hips tip lifted. You've got a little more sensation in blood flow to the upper extremities, the throat, the face, something you want to feel. Also here, as we still things in, we can deepen the breath. So we try to deepen our breath as we stretch and, and take the deeper openers. We do our best. Here, we just have really open that ability. It makes it easier to get breath out. If we're in this more focused, mindful state, the better it is going to be. You're welcome to stay here as long as you like it. Otherwise, you're going to bend your knees, slowly bring the soles of your feet to the floor and just let the feet feel new. You know, just as a renewal to that idea of rejuvenation. And press your feet down, lift your hips off the block, and then slide hips to the mat. Like your hips are new. Right? They're experiencing the, the floor in a new way. And we'll lift your ribcage, slide it back. Lift the back of your head, slide it back. Bring your right knee in towards your chest as you extend your left leg out. And then twist. Bring the right knee across. 
and uh, let the right arm move out to the side. You could rest your right knee on a block in particular if you have any uh, sacroiliac joint stuff, any pain around the, the spine in this one because tendons are being pulled on or ligaments, uh, use a block. Otherwise, from here we're in this kind of surrender series of the practice where we're letting gravity do some work on us. Breathe in and breathe out. Some of the uh, sidetracks that we get on in the practice, like the teacher will tell you how to amplify this a lot because she really enjoys that. Uh, but basically at this point in the practice, it's really not about deepening the twist unless you really want to. It's more about unwinding, so less about putting that tension on ourselves, more about allowing and releasing. Come back to center slowly. When you come back to center, again, just acknowledge that hips, ribcage, head, can you get them back into really good alignment before? you go to the other side. So there's that decompression element between the twists. And as you bring the left knee across and we're not pushing on it, right? If, if you need your hand to go somewhere, like you can place your hand there, that's totally fine. Uh, but you're gonna push your knee down. If the knee is not touching the floor, that's not a problem. That has to do with your leg length and uh, leg length to, to hip uh, kind of width. There's nothing wrong with either one of those. You're perfect just the way you are. But if the leg's hanging out in the air and it's uncomfortable to your low back, you bring the floor up to you by putting a block there. So it's nice to have the knee grounded. Not, not required. And you're letting the left side get heavy. You like the left side of the head, let that get heavy. And definitely, if you want to intensify this in some way, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, just know that one of the things we're trying to do here is downregulate the nervous system in order to rest, right? to practice some softer skills. And many of us have that go, go, go skill. And many of us who have that go, go, go skill, we sometimes have a hard time turning it off or turning it down. Things like sleep become issues. So learning here to downregulate yourself, good idea. Next inhale, I'm gonna undo this, come back to center. Really nice last pose. It's happy baby or a dead bug. Keep your sacrum grounded. Teacher's always gonna say this. Um, because again, we're not going for, we don't, we don't wanna do an ab exercise here. God forbid, we want to do an eye exercise here. Keep the hips down, hold the shins, legs moving out to the side again for like deep release of the hips, right? And that does not need your hands to be on your feet. It looks cute. You could put your toes in your mouth if you have your hands on your foot. But like the uh, that's not going to help your hips relax, right? And here it's not about digging deep into like the deepest hip opening. It's about allowing them to relax which is different, there's a different goal. Stretching, opening, more mobility is different than relaxation. It's good to have both goals, we've done both. 
Next exhale, release to Shavasana. I guess this is the this is the final pose, right? Why Shavasana? Just allowing ourselves to be to be just as you are, which is perfect. Step into the space where you don't need to do or think, have. You're here, you're being. After having engaged with so many qualities of yourself over the last hour, almost during a pause of ease, of knowing where you are, who you are. Any of the answers for what comes next or how to heal what happened before. You have a map. The most powerful thing to know on that map is where you are. Even As you feel ready to move again, let's start with breathing. And see if you can get this idea of six second breath. So six in, six out. And so optimal breathing. So resonant breathing is the name of practice. Reawakening with focus on breathing and knowing we're breathing. Rather than going anywhere with our minds, staying right here. Keeping that rhythm, roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. So you get here. 
that again where you reestablish just about a six count breath. Bring our hands together at heart center. And a gesture of acknowledgement inward toward ourself. A being that we point to as we bring uh, our hands to our heart. Bring thumbs to forehead center and a salute to one another. Appreciation and acknowledgement of this time and space we share. That was great, y'all. Thanks so much. Namaste. Well done, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for staying. That was a traditional Sunday 75-minute class. I don't know. I think we should bring them back. They're useful. Thank you for staying on that ride. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.